Hey everyone, welcome back to Weird Shit Wednesdays, where we talk about just, you know, random facts and that kind of stuff. This week, we're going to be talking about some interesting plant life, and we're going to go ahead and just get into it. Uh, I am going to apologize ahead of time. There are a few words in here that are going to be really hard for me to pronounce, so they're probably going to get butchered, and sorry ahead of time. So let's go ahead and get started with the manchineal tree, and that is actually a species of flowering plant, even though everybody refers to it as a tree. It gets its name from the Spanish manzanilla, which means little apple. It is found natively from tropical southern North America, so around Florida-ish, to the northern South America. However, this plant has been classified as endangered and is at high risk of becoming extinct in the state of Florida, here in the States. It is also known as the poison guava or beach apple because of the resemblance to the fruit and leaves of those trees. This plant grows anywhere from a simple bush to up to 15 meters or 49 feet tall. It has reddish gray bark, small greenish yellow flowers, and shiny green leaves. The fruit, on the other hand, is extremely poisonous along with every other part of the tree. And you guessed it, this is supposedly the deadliest plant on the planet. It has a milky white sap that contains forbol and other skin irritants that causes a strong allergic contact dermatitis. Just standing under the tree during rain will cause blisters on your skin. So those who try to burn the trees will also experience ocular injuries if the smoke goes anywhere near their eyes. So, I mean, you don't want any part of this thing. You don't want to touch it. You don't want to burn it. You don't want to cut it down. You want nothing. So making contact with the sap causes bolus dermatitis, acute keratoconjunctivitis, and potentially large corneal epithelial defects, which none of that sounds fun to me. Eating the fruit will bring about gastroenteritis with bleeding, shock, bacterial superinfection, and the potential for your airway to be compromised due to edema. It is actually said that even some of the crew members of the notorious Captain Cook fell victim to the plant. They were ordered to cut down the tree and they just couldn't resist itching their eyes afterwards, and it actually resulted in them being blind for three weeks. To help the accidental exposure, many places have actually marked the trees with red rings so you know to avoid them, and I think that's probably the best option for, well, anybody. Just leave them be. Don't cut them down. Don't, you know, burn them. Definitely don't make them firewood. That would be horrendous in a house that's, you know, not well ventilated or something. But, yeah. So that is a meningeal tree, if I pronounce that correctly. And next, I want to cover <laughs> a plant that's a uh, fancy name is really hard, but uh, I am loving the other name for it. So it's actually the Amaferphallus, I think is how you pronounce that. But many of us know it as the corpse flower, which... How badass is that name? It is classified as an inflorescence or a stalk with many flowers. 
This plant has been deemed endangered by the International Union for Conservation of Nature, and it's only native to the Sumatran forest, rainforest in Indonesia. And this plant, it, it's crazy. So it can reach up to 20 feet or 6 meters tall, which to me, that's just that's massive for just a plant. And Guinness actually clocked the biggest bloom at 10 feet, 2 and a quarter inches, or 3.1 meters tall. And this was achieved on June 18, 2010, in New Hampshire. Each plant can cycle through a multitude of states for decades before it actually reaches the flowering stage. So it's a very long waiting game for these guys. And then blooming is just an absolute spectacle, basically. There's actually two of these flowers uh, located locally uh, around the area, and they just bloomed, I believe it was just a couple years ago. And I remember people coming from all over, and, I mean, it was in the newspapers, it was on the news stations. I mean, it was they were talking about it everywhere. Like, it was this huge deal that these things were blooming. The big thing about it is they only stay in bloom for 24 to 36 hours. And the first flower to successfully bloom outside Sumatra was at Kew Gardens in the UK back in 1889. As things started to dwindle, people were fascinated with this flower. The population depleted and people were having a hard time pollinating them. And so they started keeping them in these gardens to hopefully, you know, try to successfully get them to bloom and, and you know, create more. Each flower can produce over 400 fruits that each contain two seeds. And once they, you know, produce the fruit, over the next six months, the fruit will ripen until they've reached a rich red color. Although these fruits, you know, they look delicious. They're, you know, big and plump and red and just, you know, they just look amazing. Don't eat them because they are very poisonous to humans. I mean, I don't think you'd want to eat it anyway, but the ripened fruit, once it does reach that, is typically eaten and dispersed by the rhinoceros hornbills. So I thought that was kind of cool, that it's usually a very specific, you know, distribution. While in bloom, this flower is it's not something that you want to be real close to unless, you know, you're holding your breath or you lost your sense of smell. It, it actually emits a very foul odor from the tall spike of the small crowded flowers, and it's similar to rotting flesh or like a spoiled laundry smell is what some people put. I don't know. I don't know if I would put rotting flesh with spoiled laundry, but who knows? I've, I've not smelled them both together, so it could be close. The, this really nasty smell actually has a purpose. The primary pollinators of the corpse flower are dung beetles, flesh flies, as well as other carnivorous insects. So the plant has to extend this, you know, noxious aroma if it, you know, ever wants to keep the species alive. You know, it's got to get these guys in here. So it emits the smell, draws the, you know, insects in. They get in there. They're looking for food. And then they're like, well, shit, there's nothing in here. But they're already trotting around in it. And so they take off looking for food and they hitch the ride. And another thing that they do to help trick these bugs is it can actually heat itself up to around 98 degrees to just really sell it. I mean, it's just hardcore trying to get attention from these bugs. Although it could be like seven to nine years for these plants to bloom, 
every one to two years, the plants send up one extremely large rolled up leaf that unfurls like an umbrella, and it lasts usually about three weeks. So even though you're not getting the full effect of, you know, a bloom and, and, and all of that stuff, it does still have this really fascinating factor that it does do every one to two years that, that people want to witness and, and take part in. Why not go look at it? I mean, next time the, the ones around here are in bloom, I might check them out, figure out whether or not I want to smell the rotting flesh or not. So uh, I have a really sensitive nose, so I can pretty much smell anything from a mile away, so I, I'm not sure what that would do to me. But, I mean, if you got one close, check it out and, you know, let us know to see how it is. And, you know, we're always looking forward to hearing from you guys, and you can always reach out on, you know, our social media, our email. We also have redrumpodcasters.com, which is the new website, and it's, you know, there's contact forms and stuff on there. So you could reach us, well, pretty much any way you can think of. But that, that pretty much wraps it up for Weird Shit Wednesday. So uh, take care, and uh, I'll see you next week.